0: Their point of view, uh-huh. they going in, man, cause they ain't got no, got no filter. Cause they keep it one hundred. That's why we messing with you. Nothing got you up to date yeah. with the latest with music and what's trending. That's basic. Uh-huh. On prime time hours, you can never go wrong. Uh-huh. Your name, uh-huh. and uh-huh. uh-huh. In your night, music and what's going on. In nigga, the woods like uh-huh. hey. Our rock going to daylight. Like, uh-huh. Feelin' entertained uh-huh. with the radio show. Tuesday, Thursday, take another let them know. Let them telephone rings. Yeah, I'm on this thing. <laughs>
1: So we're just gonna roll with the high budget applause to start off because blog talk want to do blog talk things at the beginning. But welcome to the radio show, everybody! Thank you for hitting the download button or whatever it is you use to find yourself listening to this. We definitely appreciate it. Got N16 here. Got my brother, friend, homie, all that stuff, all wrapped into one. Easy, easy. What's going on, man? What's up, dude? Chilling, man. Um, the rest of the crew We might have some, we might not That's how it goes with that But we do have a special guest That's going to be hanging out with us Easy you want to introduce her Because uh, I'm really excited about this one man. This is a cool surprise man.
2: Surprise, happy Thanksgiving Merry Christmas um, So we got um, Filmmaker Porter Journalist All around cool person Our sister Iman Boy joining us on today's show.
1: Her second appearance. Applause. She gotta get the high budget applause again. <laughs> that that's what I was
3: waiting for. I was waiting for the applause to come in. I didn't wanna just like be corny and say hey without the applause, so appreciate that.
1: No. You have... What's up, sis? Glad to have you back on the show.
3: What's up, it's the minute it's what? Been a, six
1: a yeah, it's been a, it so was I'm over doing. the summer. Yeah. yeah, it was over the
3: summer. Yeah, yeah. So it's good to be back on vacation this week, so I'm enjoying this downtime.
1: Nice, nice. So glad that you took a couple of moments out of your, your schedule to hang out with us. So, um, yeah, so um, as far as, like I said, with the, with the crew, some may be on, some not, but, you know, we're going to keep it moving because, you know, that's what we do around here. So, it's so much going on right now. Who knows where to start? I mean, there's several places we could go. There's always the pandemic. It seems like the Rona is never ending. Um, Is Trump attempting to overthrow the election, and that's all going by the wayside because it seems like lawsuits are being thrown out left and right. Um, It's several different places to, to, to go with starting this off. We could start off talking about how the soundboard decided to continue to play music over the theme song, that was great. That was a fun thing to deal with. Um, yeah. So it's a it's a lot going. Well, um, right, we can start here. Um, as far as the holiday, do you feel like anything changed too much with having to be, you know, I guess you'd say, quarantined during this time? Did you experience any difference? Not really. Yeah, Iman.
3: Uh, I feel like it was kind of different because this year I had to work <laughs> as opposed to just chilling like I normally would whenever I was in school. So that was kind of different. It's definitely not how I expected it to be uh, given the circumstance with the pandemic. We didn't have that many people at home, so that was good. I was happy about that. But overall, it it was different because, you know, you, you had to be really cautious about who was coming in and out, uh, making sure that You weren't asymptomatic or anything, uh, making sure that you were all checked out before you got around family members and friends and all of that. You know, some things that we didn't have to worry about before we had to be more cautious about this time around because COVID is still so unpredictable. Uh, This has been our reality essentially almost all of 2020, and we're still figuring out how to navigate it um, within our lives still.
1: Yeah, that is that is true and it's something that we talk about a lot and just even in, even in passing conversations uh about how if everybody would just like the CDC was like if everybody would have just wore a mask for a month that we would have been past this by now and here we are uh almost 9 months later and we're still dealing with this still. And I'm not really sure it doesn't feel like it almost feels like there's no end in sight, but um, do you feel it's going to uh, continue to alter things, uh, you know, going into, well, it's definitely going to happen going into next year, but do you feel like at this time next year that we'll be having some semblance of whatever normal was?
3: I mean, what is normal these days? <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like a, a distant memory at this point. I was just having this conversation with Ezra today um I was listening to Bruno Mars play on the radio. It's like, man, I saw Bruno Mars like two years ago at a concert. Didn't have to worry about wearing a mask and getting close to somebody else. And, you know, just the things that we used to enjoy and not have to worry about. So I feel like whatever normal was before 2020 and before COVID, it will be definitely different. I, I feel like we'll be more cautious because even when we have to remove our mask, right? We still are going to be cautious about where we go, who we come in contact with, um, and things, like I said, that we didn't have to necessarily worry about before COVID, that we'll have to remember and and keep in mind as we continue to go through through these uncertain times, really.
1: You know, what's funny, what you said completely blows my mind about that, is that you know, people were stocking up on all these cleaners and hand sanitizers and all that stuff, and I had a whole attitude about that because I'm like, "Where was all this energy beforehand? You should have been conscious about cleaning your hands and spraying stuff down beforehand." So yeah, me looking at a few people sideways, like, "What were you doing beforehand?" Then <laughs> buying up all this stuff now, you know? Yeah,
3: some some people's purchases are kind of they're kind of questionable because they they stocked up on like toilet paper and got like Lysol spray, but the hand soap is completely fully stocked, so I'm not sure what the logic was behind that. Like, do you not need hand soap? <laughs>
4: I don't know.
1: No, it's 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 completely uh, mind blowing and and just I don't know. I I that's the one thing about this between this and then um, at some point somebody is going to explain to me. I don't know when it is. It's going to be real soon. Somebody's going to explain to me why we was buying up all these tissue and paper towels during this time, like. We're it's basically the zombie apocalypse going on outside and somebody said, you know what? We need paper and lots of it. Let's go buy it all up. <laughs> it still doesn't make sense to me. Still to this well, day. Right, it make sense again, to for what that's worth. I know. I know it's, it's, it's really, uh, well, panic buying has been the theme of this whole pandemic is, you know, some people who wouldn't normally panic buy, have to start doing it because you can't get your basic, you know, everyday necessities because everybody wants to buy in bulk, even though nobody can stay from being outside. It's like you can't have it both ways. You can't buy up all the stuff and then want to be out there. You know, if you feel like it's open, go on out there and stop buying up all the tissue and all the uh, paper towels. It's crazy. I don't, I don't know. I don't understand the logic behind it. But I did want to share something uh, funny with, with you guys to start off here too it has nothing to do with what we were talking about but it was just something that uh that happened to me uh i was um i was i forget what it was i was doing and my home phone i was on my phone and my home phone rang and the person i was on the phone with was like chastising me like you got a landline and i'm like look man You know, it's it's 2020, and, yes, I have a landline, okay? Deal with it. You don't don't know my story. You don't know what my signal might be like over here. So, yeah, I have a landline. Why was that such a big deal? What's wrong with having a landline in 2020, you know?
2: Um, Come on, let me have it. I mean, not to be that guy, but before I moved to Atlanta, I had a landline in Memphis as well. So I can't really judge you because – I had a landline as well, not because of necessity, but because Comcast was like, hey, you get the bundle, internet, TV, and landline, but the landline's free. And it's like, um, sure, why not?
1: I just, I don't know. I just didn't expect to be chastised behind it. Like, yeah, I have a landline, you know. Uh, Sometimes uh, the signal here can be iffy. You know might need to make an important phone call somebody might need to reach me. who knows, but I mean it's not like i said it's not like I still got a o l dial up in twenty twenty it's a it's a house phone you know, I was expecting more old man jokes from you easy, so that means it's okay, but if you didn't uh, let me ask you if if Comcast wouldn't have offered you that deal, if they wouldn't have offered you that deal, would you have some old man jokes for me?
2: Um, potentially, I mean, do you use it at all? Because I know the only time I
1: use it is if my
2: phone was on the charger and I was calling home.
1: <laughs> um, I do sometimes. Like if if I'm on a really important call that I know I don't – and most of the time I don't experience any drops, but I'm just saying at, at times it will get used. Sometimes it's for business purposes. But, yeah, I do I do use it. It's not something I use every week or every day, but it's there just in case. You never know. And it ain't costing me that much more than another one of those bundle things. Like, hey, if you get this, you get this. So it's like, okay, so I guess we got a phone then. Cool. Same with you. It's like, all right, we can roll with it. So, you know, there you have it. I just thought that was funny that, you know, the person that I was talking to decided to give me me grief behind having a a, a house. It's not like all I have is a landline. Like, you can't text me or or call. I, I think I just realized what you said. You mean to tell me somebody called you on your landline and was like,
2: holy shit, this works?
1: No, I was on the phone with somebody, and oh. somebody did call, and they heard it ringing Oh, okay, in the okay, while well, you were
2: on the phone with them, gotcha.
1: Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that was, a, that was a whole thing with that. So, yeah. I don't, I just figured that they would be chastising me behind, would not be chastising me behind something that simple. You know, but I guess it is what it is. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's so many things going on right now. It's so many things that are happening. Um, I, I it's just it's so hard to keep up with everything that twenty twenty is putting out there. Um, so let me ask you too, both of you, in dealing with the pandemic, has that changed anything that has to do with like with the with the Christmas holidays coming up? Has that changed anything with the way you're shopping or were you two just going to do online shopping anyway, regardless if things were cool outside or not? E, I'll let you go first.
3: Well, I know for me personally, I'm an online shopper to the death of me. I will most definitely go on Amazon or any other website before I walk into a department store. That's just me. So even before COVID, I was online shopping, and it's probably more excessive now uh, with COVID because I just I don't want to be around that many people because I'm already out a lot as it is. So I'm just minimizing my contact with people. So online shopping has always been convenient for me. Now it's just more convenient at that point. So that's where I am right now. But as far as, like, Christmas, I feel like it will be the same with Thanksgiving. You just have to be – Extremely careful about who you're coming in contact with, even if that means having to make sure you get tested uh, before other family members come, if you allow other family members to come in your household other than your immediate family, uh, just a lot of different things that we may have not had to consider before that are that definitely going to play a role within the holiday season now and potentially even next year, you know, depending on when vaccines are available if they're reliable um and just if the virus is contained at that time and there's really no way of knowing that at this point
1: let me just say this Iman, you're getting pretty good at this whole radio thing because you brought up the vaccine and that was something that i had wanted to get into here and we can actually do this right now um now we talked about this on the show before about how we felt about it, and I'd love to get your thoughts on how you feel about this vaccine because I, I'm not with it at all. Like I feel like <laughs> it feels hastily brought to the table, and I'm just I'm not uh-huh. I'm, I'm not with it. I know a lot of people are treating it like it's the it's it's you know, a vaccine is not a cure. It's just something to help curb the the symptoms right. of said disease. So where is okay. your feeling on that? Like, are you going to take it? Like, if it becomes available to, when it becomes available to the masses, are you on the bandwagon of taking that?
3: I'm not sure. <laughs> you know, it's really hard to say because, like you said, um, we've been dealing with the pandemic for nine months, and within those nine months, there's already a vaccine. I think even with with the flu, there wasn't even a vaccine right when we saw spikes within cases of the flu so I mean it is kind of skeptical and like you said vaccines are not necessarily a cure they're just more of like a preventative so I think it, I, I would give it more time to develop because a lot of different corporations are starting to develop their own vaccines they're still trying to get approval through the FDA um, it's just it's it's kind of tricky so I don't I don't think I I'd, I'd be in that number of the first to receive it. I would let it play out and see what happens. Uh, another thing, uh, now that we're on the topic of the vaccine, I know some there's there's been conversation of if we would potentially have to be required to take vaccines to go to specific places. I know for example, like if we wanted to fly maybe out of state or out of the country, we would have to be required to have the vaccine or even for concerts. Um, I know that's also in consideration as well for those who want to attend maybe a festival or want to see an artist somewhere. They would make that a requirement through some uh, corporations who host live events as well. So it, I don't know. I, I know for certain I will not be one of the first to take it because I'm just skeptical and I also hate shots that's just me I've never liked shots so I I avoid them like the plague (laughs) even if you know (laughs) if it's for my betterment or anything I just I hate needles because that's just that's not me It's not my calling that's why I would never get a tattoo so no
1: (laughs) (laughs) so you're on the same page with it as far as I just I, I, I mean I don't mean to make this political and i'm not trying to and i i've I've said this before many times that i I wanted nothing to do with a vaccine that was i feel like hastily and hurried it it was hurried and hastily made during the trump administration i'm like you know what i'm good on that you know we're we're gonna figure something out but right now that's just i don't know i just don't don't, and i don't want to say just in that aspect it's just it just all feels rushed it feels too fast and I feel like the people who really need to get it aren't the ones that's going to be the first ones to get it. And you brought up something interesting too when you said about being mandated to to, to take a vaccine. We do no research around here, so I don't have. Has there ever been a case, Easy? Do you know about this either? Has there ever been a case where people have been mandated to take a, a vaccine or, or a shot? I mean, I know about you know taking your shots that you got to you know you got to take to go to school and things like that when you're younger. But has there ever been like a like a nationwide or, you know, worldwide mandate that you take a vaccine or a shot. Has that ever happened before? Not that to y'all not aware it. of, like you said, besides, um,
2: situations where like you have to take it like polio and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's another situation where they were mandated and that, Oddly enough, it sounds like they're going to try to make people take it.
1: You think, you believe so? But is that, okay, so, so I guess the next question, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, um,
2: yeah, it makes, it makes it seem like just basically, like, listening to CNN and A, it sounds like they're going to try to, Force people to take it because they were saying today that CDC is like, hey, the first two groups of people that are going to be able to take the vaccine are um, health care workers and people in nursing homes. And the person was like, uh, the, the reporter was like, well, what if they don't want to take it? And the, the guest was like, well, I mean, they have to if they want us to, you know, move the country forward and get out of this. And I
1: was like, "Oh boy, this doesn't sound great." Yeah, that has me—that has me kind of worried. As far as uh, I don't know, I don't—I don't think they should be mandating a, a vaccine. That part—that should be your choice. Wearing a mask—that should be a choice. That should be just common sense. But uh, yeah, man, I, I just—I I don't know if. This whole thing was just botched from the beginning. If it would just get handled differently, I don't want to start going on a rant because then we'll be here really all night with me just ranting about that. and Then Easy will be, you know, accusing me of being an old man again and stuff like that. So I'm just, I'm not going to do it. But you know where I stand with that. I I was going to go on a long-winded rant about that. I might, might be later. Who knows? But, um, I hate to do housekeeping on air, but easy do you have you come equipped this week with uh uh do you have a one guy to go in your pocket for later? Yes, yeah. I do all right can't wait for that part of it. um we got more stuff to discuss um so what I figure we'll do well first, let's give the high budget applause to come through because this concludes random beginning of the show talk. Yeah. Right. Thanks for everybody out there that's listening to the radio show. We definitely appreciate it. Um, we're going to bounce up for a second and play a little bit of uh, underground music here for for the listening audience for them to check out. Um, as you know, the radio show is home to uh, a lot of great music from a lot of up-and-coming artists. Um, so we're going to play a couple of tracks here from uh, a couple of, I guess you would say friends of the show, Um so the first song that we're gonna play here, um, man, I, it, sometimes it's hard for me to choose because we got a nice little catalog of artists who help supply us with music over the months and years that we've done this show. So uh, the first song that we're gonna get into is uh, by Redman and S. and Sean. They got a song called "Love Me Still." And then after that song is done, we're gonna play uh, a song from. Uh, an artist named Carrie Ann saying She got a song called Runaway, So we're going to play those two And then when we come back we're going to talk about something Because this is a talk show So that's what we do, we talk So <laughs> just remember and never forget You're not just listening to a radio show Or some radio show You're listening to the radio show And we'll be back in just a second
0: Story time kids <laughs> Yeah Y'all tucked in Tied up with a broken heart string, neatly in a photo. But more to fill a trap cup up to the brim. Had been moving solo. You were out way before it ended. You were never mine to begin with. I was not so blind I was in it. I was still in love, you were finished. But see the way you alive. Oh my name with random lies. I, I know. You See my name in your mouth like a such time. It ain't no punchline. We laughed and cried. I'm blessed. And I love myself Thought if I could heal you I could heal me too Maybe find a real me in you And I'm sorry I should've never put that pressure on you Should've known better Should've never let you in Should've never gave you that ride home Should've never got addicted to your laugh. smile with the gap that a match mine And Mel cast And in this beauty I was back back, hold up, wait, I need a flash, fill that thing up with that brown water, I'm about to splash. pool's full of liquor and I'm diving in it, dug in my paint, I am a diamond in it, but see the way you scandalize my name with random lies, I, I know you love me too, you keep my name in your mouth like a slug time, it ain't no punchline, laughing, crying, I'm past the 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 journey, Yo, journey. I think I love my wife. I gotta tell Chris Rock, but a few days ago, girl told me to kick rock. My heart used to race, now it's a big stop. But in the end, she missing my Alfred Hitchcock. Running to her girls like he did this. He ain't spending no money on our weekend trip. I ain't rich, baby. I ain't got Gucci in the closet. From all this stress, you're making me an alcoholic. Like why? Oh why? Like why? Oh why? Why you gotta treat me like this? He was trying to destroy your brother, but what you think? I can't be your lover. I done moved on, back on my grind, and she looked surprised like her credit card declined. Yeah, that's me, in that Range Rover, the game's over, the payola got the chain colder. Look at him, now you can hate baby from the sidelines, and I'ma stay flexing like I'm hot nine. And smoking bud that you see on high time. Red man and I'm about mine. But see the yeah. way you scandalize my name with random lies. I, I know you love me You Keep my name in your mouth like a lunchtime. but ain't no punchline. You're laughing right. I'm at divine. But ooh, I know you love me still. me. But I still wish you good luck in the journey. Yes, sir. Redman is in the building. and Sean in the building. Uh-uh. DJ Static in yeah. the building.
4: So high, so dark, something I'm not.
1: to the radio show thanks for listening usually we come in with a little bit of uh, background music but i don't trust the soundboard tonight because if you know like i know the way the, the music wouldn't stop before we're not gonna have no background music tonight but anyway we definitely appreciate you listening you got easy you got m16 and our special guest journalist basketball player all around just Dope chick, and I'm not just, well, yeah, I'm saying a lot of that because it's true, but I'm saying a lot of it because it's our little sister's where my own boy hanging out with us, and she gets the high buzz and falls out there. So she get on if I didn't do it again. Soaking <laughs> in all, all right. that nepotism. We love to see it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so you just heard a couple of tracks um, from two great artists. So you just had S and Sean, well, actually three great artists, because you had S and Sean and Redman teaming up with Love Me Still, and then you had Carrie Ann Sang with Runaway. All right, if you forget the names and the names of the songs, but you like what you heard, just check out the podcast description. It's got the name of the artist and the song, so you can search them out there on every streaming platform. So that's Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Deezer. They're there. Just go and search them. So we definitely appreciate that. All right, so we're back with more show, and – Let's see here. Iman, you said you got a little something that you wanted to discuss. Please, the floor is yours.
3: Absolutely. And we would be wrong not to address it because it's been viral since last night. So, basically, the owner of True Kitchen and Cocktails in Dallas, Mr. Kevin Kelly, he's under fire tonight. So, a video of him went viral last night. He's basically fussing at the dining hall, the entire dining hall of customers about women who were twerking on his tables as the DJ was playing, throw that ass in a circle. So basically he went on a whole rant about how they need to present themselves in a respectable way and how they shouldn't be dancing on the furniture. It was a whole 10-minute rant, and he basically was like, you guys can get the – out of my restaurant, I don't need your money, I created this for the culture, a whole rant. So instead of addressing those three tables in that viral video, the women who were dancing on the tables and everything, he addressed the whole dining hall. Now, what, what is really crazy, there was another surveillance video that came out later uh, because, of course, they had to put out a statement about this twerking fiasco so they showed surveillance video of him about 10 minutes before talking to the women at these tables in a calm manner, you know, saying not to do that. This is a a place of business that's not allowed, all this. Okay. And But 10 minutes later, they ended up dancing again, and then this is when he basically went crazy and just told the whole dining hall, you can get the, out my restaurant. I don't need your money, yada, yada. So now that you know the background of the story, what's your reaction?
1: So okay, so let me get this straight. So this man is the owner of this establishment. Obviously, this is something. This is a restaurant that's, that's very popular. If it's gone viral in this manner, so am I wrong in assuming that this this place that uh, we're speaking of is a very popular establishment in Dallas?
3: No, you're not wrong. It is a very popular restaurant in Dallas. Uh, it's one of the, the black-owned businesses in Dallas. So, yeah, it has a lot of street cred.
1: Okay, so let me just slide this in here. That I lived in Dallas for a brief moment. It is a absolutely wonderful city, very beautiful, so shout-out to Dallas. But only the city. The football team can go to hell. But the city itself, absolutely beautiful. All right, so now that I got that out of the way, so – He's lecturing about them twerking, like, so these are people that, the people that he was, uh, quote, lecturing, these were people, his staff is who he was talking to?
3: No, these were actual customers, so these were customers that he was yelling at, that they were twerking on his furniture, and they were dancing, and all of that, so 10 minutes before, like I said, he released this surveillance video of him talking with them, saying, hey, can you not do that? This is a place of business. You know the whole yard, the whole nine yards. Then ten minutes later, they started dancing again, and then this is when another customer from across the across the way started filming him going on this entire rant. But instead of addressing those tables who were doing the dancing, he decided to address the entire dining hall about the situation.
1: Okay, so. In your view, and I, I haven't seen the, the, the video because you're breaking news to me because this is my first time hearing about this, is that from what you saw <laughs> you from this the video, okay, I'm, I'm going to check it out uh, in between, uh, you know, while we're talking here. Would you say that what these young ladies were doing was that serious? Were they just simply having fun? Was it really as deep as he tried to make it out to be? Because if you tell me, no, I'm, I don't I'm going think it, somewhere with this. It, <laughs>
3: I don't think it warranted that much of a response because this is a a brunch place and he hired a DJ and, you know, people are dancing, enjoying themselves, having casual dinner. Right. And this happened. So I, I don't know. I'm kind of half and half because I can understand the frustration, you know, through his, his long speech, he was saying how he saved his life savings to build this place he built it uh, because he wanted to give back to the to his culture and all these different things. I get that, but I think there's a, there's a way that needs situations like that need to be handled so i don 't think he should have addressed the entire dining hall about their behavior if the whole dining hall wasn 't involved in that specific situation so I can see it I can see it both ways. I can understand his frustration of them you know messing up his furniture if he felt like they were um, kind of devaluing what he had worked so hard for. And then on the other hand, I can understand the customer, you know, who had nothing to do with it, watching this go down, maybe from across the way or a different part of the dining hall saying, like, what the heck is going on? Why is this guy fussing and ranting and saying we can get the F out of his restaurant because he doesn't need our money, you know? So just, I feel like there was a certain way to handle it, and I don't think that was the best way to do it.
1: Okay. So uh, thank you for the, the explanation on what you what you were saying about it so now I can get a clear picture before I end up watching this video. But where I was saying I was going with this is that if you didn't deem that it was really that deep and you got paying customers who were in there having fun and they were dancing, and, again, the, the main thing of it is that they're paying customers that really weren't doing anything wrong, I'm failing to see what the problem is. Now, maybe there were kids around, maybe, I don't know what type of establishment it is, but I don't know if it warrants him lecturing some people who, if he had a DJ, if they're just having fun. And you should never tell anybody who's a paying customer who's not doing anything wrong to get out of your establishment. It just, I don't know, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me that you would say that to some, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know, I'm not trying to judge anybody's sensibility, I don't know his sensibilities, but I mean, I, I, I'm just not sure if no one was complaining about it and it wasn't a big deal. Why he had to make a big deal out of it? Like, uh, easy, have you seen the video, man? Um, is it that deep? Uh, I'm about to I watch have. it here. Okay, I have, and I, I, I think
2: I get both sides of it. I get his point, you know. You know, this is a restaurant. This ain't no club. Yeah, if the DJ playing like trap music, I ain't gonna get up from the table and do a crip walk and pretend like I'm moving dope or shooting a gun, like, I'm going to just kind of vibe to it in the booth or the table where I'm at. Like, I'd get it if there was, like, a dance floor area where you could go, like, dance and chill out. Then that makes sense. But I'm not a fan of, well, we going to put everybody in the same group. And that's where I think he messed up. If you were addressing one specific table, you need to grab those guests, bring them to the side, and talk to them or kick them out. But you can't sit there and go on a rant and include everybody in the rant. That's where I think he messed up and where he's going to be like, I probably could have did that better. Um, I mean, you'll see in the video, like, he was cursing, throwing the F-bomb, doing everything. And that's just like a bad look for him and his business. And I get what he was saying to an extent, like, hey, look, I can't talk to y'all about this already. Y'all still doing it. You know, this is supposed to be for the culture, blah, 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 blah. But nobody else that was eating the meal and paying for that meal needed to hear that. Like, you really just needed to get with that certain group of girls. If that's who you had the problem with, that's who you needed to go talk to. This reminded me of the teacher where, like, two people was cutting up the whole class and the rest of the class, and them included, had to do punish work because those two were being dumbasses. That's what
1: that feels like. Yeah, That's an awful... That, I never understood that mentality, even when I was in school. I'm like, so I'm sitting here children, and because Bobby's dumbass at the front of the class wants to act a fool, I got to miss recess now? This does not work for me. So to me, I'm like, if there were no customer complaints, And they were, you know, like some. I'm I'm reading Twitter right now, and somebody was suggesting, well, don't play this type of music then. I mean, it it could go many different ways, but I just, I I don't know. I just, I, I, I guess I have the part I have a problem with is that people feel like they have to lecture other people. Like, I'm, you know, these are grown people, they don't need to be lectured about what they should and shouldn't be doing in this aspect. I mean, I'd rather him argue with them about them not wearing masks, you know. I'm sorry I had to take it back to the pandemic thing, but I'm just saying that um, from what I'm seeing, it's like, you know, I don't know if he chose to make this a big deal to, I don't know, make himself feel better. I, I don't know. But, uh, I mean, how would you, okay, so let me, let me ask you, mom, how would you feel about being talked to the way this guy was talking to these young ladies?
3: I mean, it was completely out of line, you know, Um, and uh, somebody actually brought this up on Twitter earlier, um, another journalist. She was saying, you know, I think it's a repeated cycle of trying to uh, correct black women or to, like, um, you know, degrade them or devalue them in some kind of way and telling them this is how you need to act in order to get this type of response. And I felt like, you know, that could have been triggering for some people, for some women who have seen this video and saw this man, this owner of, a, of an establishment, telling women, essentially, how they need to act in order to get a specific response. So I thought that was an interesting point that she brought up. Um, I didn't think about it before, but thinking about it now, it's like, you know, this, this could be triggering for somebody. It could have very well been one of those women who were sitting at the table listening to that, and they could have maybe had, like, a flashback from, like, uh, as we were saying, you know, in high school or in middle school when a teacher is lecturing an entire class or trying to single someone out for their behavior. So I, I think it was an interesting point, but I don't, I don't agree with the manner in which he did it. There were, there were a lot of good and bad things in the situation. The way that he addressed it 10 minutes before this video started uh, rolling. That's the way he should have handled it the second time. I don't think his response um, in the video warranted that type of behavior because, like, like Ezra pointed out and like you pointed out, he is the owner of an establishment. So other people are going to watch this and see this, and they may say, hey, if you go to True Kitchen, this is what you can expect. Or they might not even want to invest money into the business based on that video. So I think there were a lot of things that he may have not took into consideration that he probably should have because this could potentially damage his business that he's invested so much money to, to start.
1: No, it is a, that is a very valid point because my, my mind just went to the fact that if you have something that's running and nobody's doing anything that's detrimental to your business, you don't mess up with keeping the lights on so if they want to come in there and have fun, and I don't know, you're just going to become the place where, well, don't go there because, you know, the owner's a jackass. And it just, it's just not a good look. And I'm I'm upset that it's us. I'm not saying it would have been any different if it was any other race, but I'm just saying I'm just mad that it's us, that we got to be out here involved in this. And hopefully it will be one of these things that die down, and maybe it might not sit with them. But, um something's just a better left unsaid it seems like and this one seems like it might have been something to just leave be you know who know but you you educated me on that one for real because I, I had no idea either you said you didn't either until your mom brought it up to you you didn't know about this either uh, I had heard about it but I didn't see the videos and everything like that okay alright well Man, that was a good, good, you know, story to bring up because usually I would have been all over that, but I, I don't know what's going on with me. Oh, I remember what it is. We don't do research around here, so thank you for pointing that out and being an asset to the show by bringing that up because we do no research around here. You get to have <laughs> us applaud again. We gotta wear it out. <laughs> all right, so. Easy. before we get to your one-gotta-go segment, I have to bring this up because last time that Imam was on here, we did more of a formal interview, but we were, you know, we wanted to talk about more subjects as well. And I got to bring this up, man. So, all right, so the pandemic, again, I hate to keep, you know, beating a dead horse, but I got to bring it up, man. The Steelers and the Ravens have had their game postponed three times. So this game is – Supposed to happen on Thanksgiving, then it got postponed, and then it was going to move to Monday, and then Tuesday, and now Wednesday. So they're rolling through and rolling ahead with it on Wednesday, and now I'm seeing they've had two more COVID cases uh, with the Baltimore Ravens since then. What are we what are we doing, man? It's a full fledged outbreak. Are we just is it football going to be played? Football, you know, health be damned. We're playing this game. Is that what we're saying here?
2: Yes. Two people tested positive this morning. Um, which brought the total to, I think, over twenty. And the Baltimore Ravens got on the airplane and flew to Pittsburgh. The game is playing, being played tomorrow. Not to mention all the other games in, I guess, it's week going to be week fourteen now that are now being
1: moved to either Monday night or Sunday because of this. So. Wait, they're having to alter other teams? Like, how is that going to work since, I mean, obviously, you know, they're having a game on a Wednesday, so they can't turn around and play again on Sunday. So are these other teams, are they, like, going to forfeit? If they haven't had their bye weeks or whatever, are they forfeiting their bye weeks? Like, how is that going to work? No, so
2: basically, like, I think, I think the Ravens had another Thursday night game. It was supposed to be this coming Thursday. That's been now moved to Sunday. And I think Pittsburgh had a game on Sunday that's now being moved to Monday. I, I don't know the exact stuff, but they, they've already moved stuff around in, in the you know following week.
1: So okay, so basically what we're what we're saying is with them is that this season is not stopping for any reason. Like it doesn't matter what's going on; they'll bring practice squad guys in there. This this game and this season is finishing no matter what. Uh, absolutely. So, as a as a fan, how do you feel about that? Like, I, well, mean, I just morally it. Yeah. I mean,
2: it's terrible. Uh, you know, Dre, our homeboy Dre, he had a great point. He said that the season should have started when the preseason was supposed to start, and. It should have been set up to where each team had two bye weeks that way the n f l had more flexibility, you know, like four more weeks to play with, you know that way they could still be on time for the super Bowl um i mean it's it's terrible you see why people opted out. you see why um, why a bubble like there wasn't a lot of planning. With the NFL, I mean, me and you talked about this right yeah. before the season came about. They literally just agreed, like the day before the training camp started, to do daily testing. So clearly, you see the them not being organized. You see the chaos, but you know, like somebody mentioned on TV, the the fan base is just obsessed with football, and they are gonna be. I mean, Watching it, no matter what bro, day of the week it is,
1: bro. I hate I hate to say it because I was one of the main people that was going in on how the arrogant the NFL was and is about this. But my God, the product is so good; you can't even tell that the fans aren't there. It's so good. It's like it, it's like a pandemic ain't even going on. I mean, it's unfortunate to be saying it like that, but it's like you're not. It's like it's just what you said that people are just, uh, you know. Look, so let me ask you, sorry, Ma. So if the Saints end up getting to where we want them to be, I'm not gonna mention it because I come to that part of the season where I don't mention games that we're not a part of yet. But you know that there's some big game in Tampa Bay in February that we hope that we're finally gonna be playing in again. So do fans just not even care that there's a pandemic going on? Like if, like with the Saints, like if we're winning, then that's all that matters. Is that what we're saying here? To some degree, yes, because.
3: Um... You know, sports and other things, they're they're escapism. So instead of focusing on where we are right now with the pandemic, we're in the middle of another surge. We're seeing cases rise. Football and other sports are an escape for people. So it it gives them something to look forward to, um, and especially people in Louisiana, you know, big Saints fans. If they can eventually go to that big dance in Tampa Bay, then that's all that they're focusing on. So I think that does play a role in it in some capacity.
1: Well, sis, I want to tell you right now that I thank you for saying that because you're taking the weight up off me because I'm one of them people where if we go, that's all I'm concerned with. we winning, we nine and 2 Listen, I'm sorry, I will rip anybody's COVID plan, but we winning. We got a good team. We got a good shot of making it. Let's make it. I don't – listen, I don't care if we got to try it out against a team that has no quarterback. Wait a minute, we did that. We did that easy. We went against a team that didn't have no quarterback. And I'll take that win every day of the week. I don't care. I don't have any problems with that. None. Zero.
3: I was just having that conversation with Ezra. I said, well, I mean, if the Saints end up winning their conference, their division, I mean, they still have to get through Kansas City, and Kansas City looks pretty promising. So – they look like they could potentially go back for another championship.
1: Well, you're going to get a preview of that. Uh, hopefully, you know, COVID doesn't wreck more of the NFL, but you're going to get a preview of that uh, later on this month, because we got to play against Kansas city. And one of our uh, good buddies of the show, um, uh artist by the name of Stuart Gassy, is a huge Kansas city chiefs fan. So he said from the beginning he felt like they were going to end up – he felt like they were, you know, good enough to go contend and go win another championship again. So we will see, you know, hoping that uh, COVID doesn't wreck things. But thank you for making me not feel like such a bad person that I'm enjoying this while there's basically an outbreak going on in the NFL. So thank you for those And, again, you're speaking
3: speaking for yourself. I I always speak objectively because I still live in Louisiana. So – I know how some people are feeling on both ends of the spectrum. Some are just like, okay, we need to get our act together so we can get out of these phases and return to some type of normalcy. And others are like, okay, well, I mean, that's, that's cool and everything. But I mean, I, I want to see the Saints win a championship again. That would be nice. So some people are more focused on that right now.
4: There's
1: <laughs> people sorry, on both focus. ends of the spectrum. I'm slowly, i slowly morphed into slowly morphing to that one where I was like, they shouldn't even be playing the season. until so now we're nine and two. I'm like, yes, we need to just keep this momentum going. So yes, I, my fandom has overtaken my morality, which, you know, I guess it is what it is. But I'm sorry, just I had to, I had to bring that up because I just, I cannot believe that that's still happening right now. That the season is still going on, but yet there's an entire. Pandemic outbreak and all I'm looking at is the standings. Like, okay, so if this team wins and then this team, easy. We we got problems, man. Because I know you've been we've been both eyeing the same thing about. So yeah. So what do we got to do to get this bye week and all this stuff? So yeah, we got problems. We got real problems. That's okay. All right. So pivoting away from sports, now we got a different uh, sort of fight to get into. So we got Easy's ever popular one, got a go segment. So Easy, as I say every week, what are we gonna fight about now? Well, uh, this is sports related. So,
2: um, hey, it was a with segue. Uh,
1: I did an actual segue.
2: <laughs> Look at that. Um, speaking of, since we're gonna talk about basketball. The Pelicans are playing on Christmas Day against the Heat. That's a very winnable game for us. I just want to throw that out there. I know the Heat just made it to the finals, but we played oh them on God. Christmas are they trying Day. To so overload to us? The are
1: place. they trying to overload us on Christmas? The Pelicans play on Christmas? The Saints have a game on Christmas? My wife's going to be very irritated with me. Damn, I
2: forgot we got a oh, game well. on Christmas Go Day. Ahead. This is. Oh, oh,
1: wow. Okay. Um.
2: Cool. So the topic for today is we are going to pick the best duo out of four choices um, so here here are the pairings and we're going to pick which duo we think is the best so you got LeBron and Kawhi Leonard Carmelo Anthony and Dwayne Wade uh, the Greek Freak Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo and KD Kevin Durant and then you got Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant so, Imam, we'll start with you. Which duo are you taking out of these four?
1: Wait, Which I'm, on, one i I'm you taking out? Answer. <laughs> no, 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 Imam. Before you answer, I have to, I have to scold Easy for a second. Come on, man. This is your segment. What did you forget to do? Well, I'm, I,
2: I'm still thinking about my choice. So,
1: <laughs> um.
2: We, so that's why I threw it to Iman so Iman who's,
1: who's the best duo out of these four I think we can the agree best who's duo. the world
3: I'd rather go with my best choice so I have to go with the OGs I mean MJ and Kobe Bryant best duo in their prime they would be unstoppable alright kicking out
1: 16 so it's, it's one got to go. So it's who I'm, it's who I'm kicking out, right? Okay. It's, it's one got to okay. go, right? So.
3: Okay, so the the duo that would have to go, I'd say, Giannis and Durant.
2: Oh wow! I wasn't expecting that one. Okay.
1: Hmm. This is one of the tougher one got to go here. So I'm going to steal your catchphrase with this. Since you're still considering it, so off the rip, off top, MJ and Kobe staying, I right? They just they staying. There's no argument. So when I'm looking at this and I'm saying, well, which one of these got to go? Um, my first thought process was like, well, yeah, it's got to be Wade and Carmelo, but I'm like, no. I agree with this. It's gonna be Giannis and Kevin Durant because. Wade and Carmelo is staying because of the fact that Wade is a dual threat. He can play offense and defense. And even though Melo don't play no D, he's an excellent scorer and I don't think he gets enough credit for being such an excellent scorer and an all-time great. So the one that has to go is Durant and Austin will be the one to go for me. The rest of these guys are staying.
2: Well, I guess I'm going to be the odd man out here cuz I for me and please don't slander me, but I think I'm I'm torn between the best duo. I feel like LeBron and Kawhi has something to say about that. Now, yeah, MJ's the GOAT. Kobe Bryant was great. Awesome. We can't deny that. MJ's the GOAT. Nobody's taking that away from him. But you could argue LeBron James is like the most talented player we've ever seen. Now, I didn't get to see all the MJs primes. So, you know, 16, you can correct me um, with the history lessons. But we can make the argument that LeBron James is the most talented player the NBA has seen to this point. And then you look at Kawhi Leonard, and just talking about at their best. When Kawhi Leonard's at his best, you're looking at a 25 point a game score and arguably one of the better defenders, or really he's the best defender in the league because he's one defensive player of the year. Um, and I feel like those two on the same team, you're not really going to stop them from scoring. And from a defensive side of it, you're probably not going to do a lot of scoring on them either. And that's why I'm kind of torn because I feel like the pros and cons not the pros and cons but like both of the things that these two are so great at you can make the same argument for MJ and Kobe I think MJ and Kobe get the advantage because both of them have like the clutch gene and you know they want the ball in their hands and they're going to do whatever they got to do to win the game so I think The best duo is MJ and Kobe. But I feel like LeBron and Kawhi have something to say about that. I think they can make an argument here. Now, the one that's got to go for me is Carmelo and Dwayne Wade. And the only reason I'm not kicking out Giannis and Kevin Durant because last time I checked, they got like... Multiple MVPs between them. Giannis has two, KD has one. He's got one. I don't know. I thought he had two. He he has one for sure with Oklahoma City. Um, and defensively, Giannis is great in the paint. Um, he's a great um, blocker, interior defender. And Kevin Durant's really good defensively as well with his length and his ability to move. Um, So it's really hard for me to kick those two out just because you literally have a guy that can score anywhere inside the paint. He's going to lock down your best interior guy. And then you got Kevin Durant, who nobody's going to stop. Nobody can stop Kevin Durant nobody. So I just find it very hard to kick those two
1: out. With that being said, I bring it on down
2: to okay, you can say
1: something, bro. No, I was going to say that the only reason why I didn't go with Giannis and Kevin Durant is just based on body of work that Wade and Carmelo's resumes, if you put them against Giannis and I'm not counting Kevin Durant and Obviously he's got a resume about long I'm just saying You just want to see a little bit more from Giannis that's, That was the only reason uh, That he wouldn't have been the one That I would have chose with him and Durant Because Durant is Great as well But that's just, we're just talking sample size here Body of work Oh
2: I got you Well With Melo and Wade I mean their body works pretty much done I mean Melo kind of Easily on his way out, he's not the same player. Wade's already retired, but I would just, I would let them go just because I feel like, I mean, they're great, right? Like they're good, but I just feel like Giannis and KD, when it's all said and done, it's going to be tough to for me to get rid of those two guys before Melo and Wade, even though we know Melo in his prime is. You know the scoring champ. He you can't you can't guard him from a scoring perspective, um, and obviously Dwayne Wade he can shoot it, he can dunk it, great passer, great defender. But I'm gonna have to to kick them on out.
1: Man, you man, I'm gonna tell you what, man, you be coming up with these one gotta go, man. Like they, I mean, they get better every week. This one wasn't so much of a a brawl like they usually are because usually these turn into a, a huge fight. But look at us. We had a sibling discussion without anybody screaming at each other. Not bad. You get <laughs> easy. On that, that is that is good stuff. So the last thing that we have going on here uh, before we get done, because usually we would be worked up after this because easy to pick someone. We all argued and it's, everybody's out of breath because we've just been fighting for like 20 minutes. So, this is refreshing not to brawl about that. Even though I miss the arguments, too, because that's part of the fun. But, Mom, <laughs> before we uh, get into random, which is just you basically ranting about whatever is on your mind at the end of the show here, can you please tell the people who are going to download this podcast where they can find more information on you? Um, is there somewhere online where they can see your excellent documentary that you did about sickle cell? Please. Educate people
3: Well all of my social media Is Iman Boy TV Instagram, Facebook and Twitter uh, Website is Imanboy.com um, I really don't want to Send out like my work email But
4: you can oh, get it no, no, on ABC
3: no. Every weeknight <laughs>
1: Yeah <laughs> It's like no not the work, Not the work email We want to keep that Want to keep that uh, confidential. But um, yeah. yeah, you know, um, I just got to say again, you know, that super proud of you and the work that you're doing. You know, you're such a natural. I mean, I don't know. It's just you go on there and you just command the screen. You know, you go out there and you're doing your thing. And, I, you know, I'm seeing clips of you and I'm just like grinning from ear to ear. I'm like, look at her just out there just commanding everything you know, in the moment. So, you know, five years from now when you're on CNN or MSNBC or whatever big league network, um, you know, picks you up, um, you know, they just know that they're getting a gym. you know. So I'm just putting that out there that that's going to happen. You keep it up, it's going to happen.
3: Hey, speak it into existence. I'm all for it, so.
1: (laughs) Yes. All right, so. Now that we've done uh, a little bit of shameless self-promotion. Oh, speaking of self-promotion, before we get to Randall, let me do that real fast, too, because I did do that earlier. The Aftermath is coming back, not this weekend, but next weekend. Uh, What is it? Uh, I'm trying to remember the dates. Uh, It's December 12th. The Aftermath is coming back. We've been on a little bit of break uh, from doing the the interviews, but we'll be back on YouTube on the 12th. We're going to be interviewing a – a great uh, real estate agent by the name of Michael Talley. So we're going to talk to him about his long career doing real estate, what you need to do if you're somebody that's in the market to get a house. We're going to talk about all that stuff, get all into it. He has a interesting background, an interesting past. He's even a former radio host himself, so we're going to get into just all that with him. Um, I love talking to people who are building their own businesses and building themselves up, so looking forward to talking to him. we got more interesting guests coming soon you know, into 2021 and everything, so please stay tuned to YouTube and every podcast provider known to man. We're everywhere. We even we even just got added to a, a podcast service called AfCloud that's based in Africa, so there's literally nowhere that you cannot find the radio show, but again, I'm sorry. Enough shameless self-promotion. We're going to get into random now, so... Again, sis, if you hadn't heard this segment before or, or anything like that, it's just basically you being able to go on a random rant of whatever comes to your mind. Um, I tell you what, I will go ahead and break the ice on this one because I've had something on my mind that I've seen on social media because that's where my wheelhouse has been with these randoms the last, I don't know. How long have I been ranting about social media? Has it been like the last month I've been doing this, easy? that I've just been finding um, something on social media? It's only media and a attacking? half decade. It so keeps the, the content. Well, let me just say this: people, please, I'm I'm begging you, I'm pleading with you, please, please stop checking in at the hospital or urgent care, okay? And if we can stop doing that, can we please eradicate the looking sick selfie, okay? How about you just get well and worry about social media later, okay? So. Who who was like, you know what, man, I'm having chest pains or I'm running a high fever, and you say to yourself, you know what? Selfie time, let's do it. Just stop, please. Get well, go to the doctor, don't check in, it ain't necessary. Don't ask for the prayer warriors and all that stuff. Just get well and come back on social media when you're feeling better. That's all I got. Sorry. Not so Why do I feel easy rolling his
2: eyes right now? Well, I was just going to say, this includes the people who has a relative dying. Like, please, the last thing we want to do is to see your final moments with your family member on social media. If anything, put the phone down and cherish the last days or minutes or seconds you have with that person, if anything. Please.
1: The looking sick self. You know the one where you got like, I got to look sick. I got to look like I feel bad.
2: And I know which selfie you're talking about. It ain't even a selfie of them. It's the selfie of the damn, front, the wristband. And God forbid, please block out your Social Security number because there's hackers watching that
1: shit. Jesus Christ!
2: Uh,
1: there isn't. Know, and they also your put your their medicine their up ticket. there
2: too. Oh God, not yep. medicine. Yes, like. Yeah. Uh, but I'll go next, and we'll we'll let uh, the best for last finish off. Um. So look. I'm so glad that Georgia's a swing state and all and we got these two important Senate elections and,
0: you know, we just
2: turned the state blue, voting for Biden for president. But let me tell y'all something. Stop hitting me up to see if I got my mail-in ballot. If I answered the first text or call and told y'all, yes, I am going to do it. I feel it's very inefficient for y'all to use other numbers to hit me up and asking the same question. If anything, once you get an answer from people like me, why don't you go down the list and hit up other people to make sure they're doing the same? I feel it's very redundant that everybody's asking me the same question. Like, did you get your mail-in ballot? Have you requested it yet? The answer is yes. Please stop bothering me. Don't recycle my name on the same list. Hit up 16. Hit up Diva. Hit up Tinky Blue. Hit up The Jerk. Hit up Cujo. You want to talk to those people now because you got the answer from me already. It makes no sense that you're hitting up the same people, asking them the same question. I feel like you're getting nowhere with that. Please hit up other people on the list. Grab a phone book. Do something. Stop hitting me up asking me about my mail-in ballot. It's already you're been true. applied for.
4: Stop. Wow. Yeah,
2: don't
3: take the Very triggered, like you could feel it in his voice, like through but this, the Do y'all get what call? I'm saying?
2: Does that make sense? Like, if you're running for office, I'm not gonna call him on from a different number five times, so she can tell me yes, I'm voting for Ezra. Like that doesn't help you with. Your data, your polling, you know, where do you spend ad money? I would think, okay, Ezra said yes, and then you move on down the line. Like, why is this group reaching out, then the other group's reaching out, then the other group's reaching out? You know, some people might say, well, they're following up with you, Ezra. They just want to make sure you did it. That's cool. You can hit me up twice. But after the second time, I don't need a call every day. But
1: they they text you like your buddies like hey sixteen is Fred from Vote or Die like Fred I don't know no Fred I don't know you don't, don't be texting me like we don't be texting me like we're buddies you know that's that's like the guy who you go in the department store and he's reading the people's names off the name tag, like how you doing today Joe don't call that man's name you I'm not buddies just ring his stuff up and get out of line man get out of here. So, please, people who are registering people to vote, don't call Easy. You're putting him in a bad mood. He's trying to be nice, but don't don't call to text him anymore. He knows who he's voting for, and he's already registered. <laughs> now, now that you see how this ridiculous game is played, what's <laughs> on that mind to you?
3: I feel like I have two. Two big ones. Okay.
1: Go for it. Black
3: Friday shopping. Oh, my God. Okay. Look, I don't think I realize how many companies have my email address, and I really wish they would stop sending me their deals because one, I'm broke. <laughs> I already need to stop myself <laughs> from buying. Hey, things. hey, I got a. And you're not helping by sending me ten different emails about your thirty percent off. That is not a Black Friday sale. If it is I- I'm not, 50 I'm or I got somebody above, you can forward
2: it. those emails to. You, you can forward them to your brother. He loves deals. Oh, my.
3: Oh, so you're gonna to go to Ulta and Sephora and?
1: No, 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 no. Sixteen. Um, yeah. Well, he's poking at me because I always seem to find a deal on something, somehow, somewhere,
4: Oh my
3: gosh. But that—that's my. Rant. Please continue. I—I don't—I don't need to know about your thirty percent off. That is not a deal. Okay. It's not a deal unless it's 50 or above. So please keep your 30%, 15%, anything below 50, keep that email to yourself. And being that today is Giving Tuesday, I really wish my university would not send me a text message asking for money. You took 511 dollars from me to get my degree. I am not giving you anything back.
4: Sorry, not sorry.
1: Go, KJ. <laughs> I'm about to say love, love you, ULL, but uh, a donation will not be hitting your account if I have anything to say about it. You can use the tuition money great. over my four years there and make it enough. That's hilarious. And see, she already knows she played the game perfectly. And if I can, can I just get one more thing off my chest here? Because we've come to that part where I mentioned about how you can feel how it's cold outside in a lot of parts of the country. So we've come to that part uh, of the year where the weather, you know, has started to change and it's getting cold. And this is when we get our northern homies who like to judge us here in the south about what real cold is and about how this is nothing and it's short weather and blah, 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 and you know how to drive in the snow, blah, blah. I'm going to just say this one time, all right? You people who are up north do not get to decide what cold is, okay? And us southern people, we don't appreciate your tone. So if we say it's cold, it's cold to us. You walk outside in shorts. I'm gonna have a jacket on. You wear your shorts. I'm good. I'm sorry. This this whole segment, I just be going on. I, I could just rant for hours, which I'm sure you can do that. that's a
2: great point. Because I got a homie that lives in New York
1: City, and he was here, and he
2: was like, "Oh man, it's not even that cold." I'm like, "Hey, bro, <laughs> like it's cold for me, okay?" Just because you wear a trench coat in New York City
1: ain't got shit to do with me, okay? It's cold. Yeah. If you real judgy, oh, you that's not cold. That's nothing. Like, look, Southern, our Southern bones ain't set up for this, this cold in this manner. So if I want to bundle up and put on four jackets, I'm a it. So I'm just saying. Putting that out there. So, all right, I think we've we randomed all the random here. So I got to just say again that it was a, you know, it was one of the last-second things that didn't know it, that uh, it was happening. But again, our sister Iman Boyd just tearing it up with everything she does. Thank you so much for making the time to come and hang out. And of course, I got to do it again since we're with nepotism. But high kind of budget applause, for Iman for coming in. We love to see it. Thank yeah. you
3: guys for having me.
1: Absolutely. So, yes, got another uh, episode in the book. So I'm hoping, the hope is easy, that the crew will reassemble for YouTube next week, fingers crossed. I know that we'll be doing the aftermath on YouTube, but hopefully next Tuesday's show will be video again, even though no problem with just radio, but just putting that out there.
2: Hopefully that is the case. I think they're on strike, I and if they want
1: higher wages, that's what it is. Nah, life out here happening, man. It's a pandemic and stuff, you know, things be going on. But I will say this: that real soon, when we get back on video, we got to have your mom back on, so everyone can see all those curls on camera. Well, it's it's not curls right now, you know, because
3: we're taking a break through winter, right? So. Right, and it's it's a new look, so we gotta
1: we gotta debut it too. But there, are, but even though they might not be around, the curls are always lurking when it comes to you. I know y'all like that. <laughs> it's always out there. So check her out imanboy dot Plenty for you to get into with her. Make sure you check her out. KTC out there in Acadiana find the radio show just about everywhere just search the radio show or it's the radio show or the aftermath we're everywhere so again we thank y'all for taking out the time to listen Ramon, thank you again easy pleasure as always shout out to tiki kujo diva and the jerk we hope to you know check in with y'all soon so yeah that's it y'all have a great rest of your night evening or whatever you listen to this and we will catch y'all next week I would say wave to the camera where we're on the radio. Catch you later. Adios.